I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Justin Fields looks like he's healthy enough to play. Big game, and we're going to talk about all the big games today. Wednesday, we start looking ahead. Green Bay favored by four and a half at Chicago. The Browns are favored by three over undefeated Arizona. Now, current home field advantage is only two and a half. That means the Cleveland Browns are considered by the betting market to be better than the undefeated Cardinals. Spencer Rattler, who was a Heisman favorite, it looks like from what we see in Oklahoma is going to be benched. We've got AJ here to help us understand what that means to the college title odds. Here comes a four hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations, and also live on a Wednesday in those stations across this great, great nation. I tell you, I love Wednesday. We get to put a bow on last week and look ahead to this week, and we got some big games. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man in studio, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here. Today we're here in Justin Fields. Going to be good to go for week six. We're preparing for some big games. Baltimore Chargers, Browns, Cardinals, and Oklahoma may have a quarterback controversy brewing. But what is the Vegas lead? Okay, let's talk about the Browns. Colin right here in FSR. And, uh, you know, oftentimes he's setting the agenda for what people are talking about in sports across the country. A lot about Baker Mayfield. And I find it interesting that the Browns, who have two losses, versus the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, if you look at this line, it says Browns are the better team. Yeah, the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, three-point underdogs at the Cleveland Browns. A lot of weather expected. And this line opened under three, money coming in on the Browns, or at three, money coming on the Browns. Why is why why is Vegas lower on the Cardinals than the public? Well, I, I think undefeated that big zero in the loss column has uh, a lot of fans have a visceral reaction to that, and I think at some point that's very very meaningful. Obviously, when the Patriots were sixteen and zero or eighteen and zero going in the Super Bowl, that was very meaningful. When you're five and zero. And you had a game against Minnesota that was a you know coin toss, so you can make the case they were underdogs late in that game. There's cause for skepticism. Now, Barney at the bar, he doesn't like nuance. He likes simple things. And he sees that zero and he overreacts. I think strength of schedule is a big part of it. Now, listen, let's give credit here. Arizona had a dominating performance against the Rams. Now, the Rams had played 
Tampa and dominated them the week before. How much of a letdown was there? I don't know. But I'm actually not as big of a skeptic on Arizona as others. I think they're, and I've got my power rankings I just finished for this week, and we can go over those um, and see where Arizona fits. But AJ, let me ask you from the fans' perspective as a batter, what do you see? as where Arizona fits in the mix. I'm skeptical on Arizona. Uh, I, I have them in the top 10, but not much better than that. Fezzik and I talked earlier today. He's got them sitting at seven, uh, four points better than an average team, and two and a half points worse than the best team. I don't know if I'm quite there. The Rams' performance, obviously, is the outlier. To me, that's a really impressive showing by the by the Cardinals. But outside of that, I don't know that I'm a, a firm believer in this team yet. I think wow. this is going to be a real test for him. I mean, first off, the outlier of beating one of the best teams in the league handily, for every team, that's an outlier, right? There's no team that's going to do that, and then they're doing that every week, because you don't even play that level of competition. If you look at strength of schedule, DVOA, Arizona's 23rd, Cleveland's 24th. So, which Cleveland being 24th doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Let's think about that a second. They played Kansas City, they played the Chargers, and they're, they got one of the, the eight worst strength of schedules in the league? Yeah, they've played the Texans, Bears, and Vikings are their other three. I mean, the Bears and the Vikings? Those are middle-of-the-road teams. The Texans, obviously bad. Maybe the yeah. maybe the Chiefs, maybe the whatever algorithm is doing this doesn't... Well, this is football outsiders. Does it account for the actual win-loss record of the Kansas City Chiefs? No, see, that's the interesting thing is, is what they're accounting for is how good they consider the team to be. But let's just say this. Cleveland... And there's going to be different strength of schedules. There's different ways to go about it. Some use Vegas numbers. Some use like Football Outsiders, what they do. Um, do me a favor. Uh, go look at PFF and uh, in their power rankings. And they've got the uh, and the key here is you got to look at uh, up to this point, looking backwards versus looking forward. We we just went to backwards for these two teams. Now in my power rankings, I've actually got Arizona tied as the fourth best team. So we got Tampa Bay number one, Buffalo number two, Baltimore number three, and Baltimore's only about two-tenths of a point above Arizona and Kansas City tied for fourth. Now, Green Bay is two-tenths of a point behind them. Rams are a little behind them. Now, I think a lot of people would disagree with the Rams, uh, being, not being better than Arizona, though they got beat by them. I think a lot of people are going to say Dallas should be right there. And I think we just got to admit something here. If the market is saying, hey, Cleveland should be favored by three, maybe Cleveland should be ahead of Arizona. I don't think so. And what I do is, just to be clear, I take... Uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. I take five different power rankings that I very much respect each of them and do a blend. So there's, you know, when I look at those power rankings, Arizona is second and one, fifth and one, ninth and one, fifth and one, and seventh and one. So it kind of blends out to, you know, four or five. I. I think the flaw of Arizona is, and maybe what we're seeing this week is an example of this, 
because what we know is Kyler Murray took a pretty big hit last week, and there was talk that he was shook up. Last year, when Arizona started the first half of the year pretty strong, they got really cold to finish the year. One of their only wins was that Hail Mary against Buffalo, and a lot of that had to do with Kyler Murray being banged up. He still played, but he wasn't willing to run the ball because he was hurt. And he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to aggravate the injury or whatever the case. He didn't have the mobility. And boy, that changed his game. My gut feeling is the injury situation with Kyler Murray uh, and the uncertainty of that is somewhat driving Cleveland being a clear favorite here. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I also think the weather is a part of it. Apparently, there's going to be heavy winds in Cleveland, which obviously leads to a power running game being beneficial. Cleveland, the best running football team in the NFL per PFF. So there's some some advantages to, to playing that game there in Cleveland. We saw several serious weather games for Cleveland last year. They ended up being lower scoring games. So what's the actual forecast? The, the, the forecast is gusts up to 40 miles an hour. Okay, there's nothing that affects scoring more. And, and I see something here now, too. If you're going to have to run the ball, who has the biggest advantage in the NFL? Tennessee and who? Cleveland. Cleveland. So I agree. And I, I think that this is a situation when you have a small quarterback – and he's like five foot eight. I don't know if you know that. And arm. I mean, not that he got a weak arm, but boy, it feels like this is. If this is a game played like it's in the seventies, meaning not seventy points, but the nineteen seventies, I think advantage Cleveland. And that's the kind of game that the weather could lead it to be. So I, I do think Cleveland is the right side here, given the weather and also given the fact. Oh, that hold on, hold on. Right side. So, what should the line be? Because, like, for you got to think it should at least be three and a half just to start the you know, to lay one ten. You got to think it should be three and a half. I think three and a half is probably fair. Whoa, whoa. All right. I mean, how much are you accounting? What would the line be if the weather was neutral? I think it would probably be two and a half. No, no. I'm not asking you what you think the market would be. I'm oh. asking you what you think the line should be. What the, what the line should be? Yeah. I'd say probably two and a half. Okay. So you consider this to move from two and a half to three and a half is gigantic. Huge. Yeah. And you think the weather has that big of an influence? I think if this game were played in a dome, two and a half is probably the right side. Or, or, or the right number. Or the right number. But this weather is such a swing to the style of football that Cleveland wants to play that I think it makes a lot of sense that the line is pushed up to three. Okay. Well, I, and I hear you. The, the idea that it should be three and a half, I'm a little skeptical there. But listen, Baker Mayfield, he's talking about potentially, or at least there's reports of a non-throwing shoulder injury in week two. And Mackenzie, you had some interesting uh, splits on that. You want to pull those out? Yeah, one second. Yeah, and did you update for this week? No, yeah, one second. Okay, so let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, what we'll do is, one, look at those splits, because it really does look like Baker Mayfield, something changed because his stats dropped off significantly. Then we're going to go down the list of the other big games and J, uh, with Fields, J, J, Justin. Justin, right? He Justin to high Fields. State. Yeah, your guy. I, I got Jay Fields. I think, Jay, that's not it. It's and you know, But that happens sometimes, AJ, <laughs> when you're not a pro like you, is we will have 
him and his health, he's back, or at least he's going to keep playing. How good did he do last week compared to the week before? He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to finish up our discussion on the Browns-Cardinals and take a look at some of the other big games, including the Bears and the Packers. we got to get that video feed so you can see A.J. all 200. And what are you, 280 now? No, come on, man. What What, what is it? I'm um, 257. Okay, almost 280, dancing, <laughs> dancing. But kind of dancing like... A little like Stephen Hawkins did. Is that how he danced? I mean, yeah. I mean, just he didn't move anything, but well, I guess maybe not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looked a little like Michael J. Fox family ties. Okay. Way back when. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Bears, a team that I found a stat. I don't like that I found this stat because I don't like the Bears. <laughs> the Bears might be pretty good. And. We'll have that in a few minutes. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you. Keep spreading the word. Keep supporting the show. And we'll keep working extra hard to deliver insight and entertainment. And dance moves. No, 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 no. Insight and entertainment. And you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 68 degrees. The neon is chugging. All right, RJ, let's get back to that Browns Cardinals discussion and some of the, the reasons why the Browns are favorites against the NFL's lone remaining undefeated team. Yeah, so you brought up a very key point is the total on the game. And what is the current number? The current total is sitting at 40, no, 49 and a half, down from 51. Okay, so hold on a second. If you go, if you're, if you're at 49, you have an over average total. It's a higher total than average. So it's kind of hard to say, oh, look, this total is 49, but the weather is so bad that it's going to affect the game in this major way. That, do you see the disconnect? There? I do, and I think that maybe see, there's... It seems like you should love the under. I do love the under. All right, so it seems like under and Browns as a two-team parlay, because if the weather's really bad, it favors the Browns and it favors the under. Yeah. But I'm not sure how bad the weather's going to be. I'm not sure either. It is only... Well, you were talking about how it was like, the line should be two and a half. RJ, all I can do is tell you what what I'm reading. I'm not a a meteorologist. I have no idea what the weather's going to be like in Cleveland on Sunday or Wednesday. Why did you have it on your resume? (laughs) I lied to get this job. All right. All right. I mean, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. I know that much. But let let me ask you, do you see where the market's disagreeing with you? I do. So, like, if you're telling me you have no special insight, right, you're reading the reports, and those who do have special insight are saying, nah, not going to really affect the scoring all that much, a little bit, but not much, I think you got to believe that, right? Uh, I do I do think that there's a reason why the total went from 51.5 to 49.5 which is today, a, too. Which is a, I mean, that is a, you can't, if you think about it, the move from 2.5 to 3.5, 
or that distance is bigger than that total move you're talking about because the key number of three, it might not make sense, but it does because the value of two and a half to three and a half is actually bigger than the value of those two points on the total. So, how can that be the reason the lines from two and a half to three and a half if the total itself, which is going to be split between the two teams being affected, doesn't? If you think the Browns are going to score two less points, eh, I don't know. I think that that well, I agree with you though. The weather is a factor. It favors the Browns because they can run the ball exceptionally well. No doubt about that. I think the potential injury. The, being banged up with Kyler Murray, he is very fragile when it comes to getting banged up and how it affects his game. Some people hurt, play well, others don't. Kyler Murray has a history so far of being affected by lingering injuries. We'll see about that. Another injury with Arizona. Yeah, actually two injuries with Arizona. Rodney Hudson, their center, is announced out now for this week. And pass rusher Chandler Jones is not expected to play. He tested positive for COVID yesterday. So there is a possibility, false uh, false positive. So maybe if he has two clear yeah, tests before but, then. Uh, have we even seen that yet? We have not yet. So what we're saying is. Chances are good that Chandler Jones is not going to play. And again, obviously a key, you know, had what, five sacks? If I remember uh, the first week or one of the early weeks, yep, so, I mean, big first week. Yeah. So against Tennessee, right? Yes. Okay. Best I, bet winner for well, Andrew yeah. I, there's, I can remember the best bet winners because <laughs> there hasn't, been, <laughs> you know, hasn't been a ton of them lately. Um, let's look. Last thing on this game, we're straight out of Vegas. Let's look at the Baker Mayfield splits between the shoulder. Injury. Now we're actually digging into the game itself and splitting up the game that it happened. All right. So it was uh, 80 minutes of pre injury play and 225 minutes post injury. Pre injury, 11 and a half yards per attempt. That would be number one in the NFL by two yards. In fact, Lamar on Monday averaged about 10.3 or, or 10 in the low 10s per attempt. Now, again, it was, let's remember something. It was against Kansas City, which turned out to be the worst defense, it seems, in the league. 77% completion, though, in that game and a quarter going into the second game. That would be first in the NFL. Post-injury, 7.2 yards per attempt, which is 23rd in the NFL right now. And 64% completion, that'd be 24th. So first and first, yards per attempt completion percentage before the injury, 23rd and 24th after the injury. Could it be strength of schedule with Kansas City? We can debate that. I don't know. I think that it's probably a little bit of both. What did you... There's a lot of talk about Baker and the contract. I mean, I don't want to get into that when there's all these big games, the contract, but... I test against the Chargers, and I, it's too easy to kind of, I think, imprint the narrative of, oh, they ran the ball a time or two late in, those, late in the game, and maybe though they're the number one running team, DVOA, Cleveland, in the league, they shouldn't run. They should just throw, throw, throw. 
I don't know. I don't know. I know he didn't come through in those drives, two of them. What was your eye test? My eye test was that, it, that when you're the best running team, sometimes you're going to run when you feel like it's the right situation. I, I know everybody's – when it doesn't work, everybody looks at it and says, oh, you should have passed there. Well, sure, that's why you're not necessarily a head coach. Uh, these guys know what they're doing. But also, Stefanski came out this week and said, you know, he's sick over these calls, and he, he says that he's got to be more aggressive in these situations. Sick over the calls. What sick, is that? What? He, he's disgusted that he made those calls when he did, I guess, in hindsight. So he, he says he's going to be looking to be more aggressive the play call. as the season goes on. Okay. Here's the question about Baker Mayfield to finish this topic. Here's the top teams in the league, and let's think about the quarterbacks that play for these teams. Tampa Bay. Pretty I think good. it's Tom Brady. Pretty good. Buffalo. Baltimore. Arizona. Kansas City, I see a trend, Green Bay, the Rams, Dallas. That's my top eight. Not one even close to average quarterback. No. Okay. And, again, giving Kyler some credit for where he is right now. Then the Browns, number nine. Then the Saints, okay, question mark. But then Seattle, Chargers. And then you got San Francisco, question mark, Minnesota, Tennessee. So if you really look at it, the top like 16, 15, 16 teams, you got a question mark with San Fran, but they just traded three freaking picks to try to solidify. Will they? We'll see, right? But they at least understood they were deficient and they rolled the dice. It, they could crap out, and Cousin Kyle might be, you know, doing a year at Fox, but <laughs> but we'll see. But I'll tell you this right now, it's hard. Now, I'm going to quickly read the rest of the teams. So this is the bottom half of the league. And tell me who has good quarterbacks. New England, Denver, Pittsburgh, Raiders, Colts, Carolina, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Chicago, Washington, Miami, Giants, Atlanta, Detroit, Jets, Houston, Jacksonville. It's almost like Raiders, Giants, Bengals are the only ones that I'd even make a, a slight uh, argument Giants for. Giants is just is Jones is emerging and maybe yeah. becoming a little above average. And again, I, I think the whole Burrow stuff is a lot on the come right now, right? I mean, he's fine, but he's average. Yeah. I mean, you about had a conniption fit when I he was saying Mike Sando ranked him 14. Well, what I was saying is those are the only three guys that I would even say are average. Yeah. So, like, think about it. The top fifth, 16 teams all have good quarterbacks or great quarterbacks with the exception of where's Baker fit and obviously where Winston fits. Okay. But remember, both of those are out of the top eight. So, if you look at the top eight, all great quarterbacks. Tampa, Buffalo, Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas. And really, the only of, of after those eight teams that you just named, the only guys I would consider great quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, who's hurt, mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert, who's just outside that top eight, uh, or at least on that list. So, I, it, so it, of the 10 great quarterbacks, in your opinion, it's one through eight, then it's 11 and 12. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then let's look at the bottom eight. Washington. Miami, Giants, Atlanta, Detroit, Jets, 
Houston, Jacksonville. As of today, Matt Ryan, it's not five years ago, and Trevor Lawrence, ah, the same. It's not five years from now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's not that for sure. So, literally, the and you could almost make the case those are the eight worst quarterbacks. It's close. Nothing else matters. Yeah. And you look at Miami, a team that everyone was strutting around. Anyone that was a Miami backer, and they were strutting around talking about how it's like, oh, my gosh, look how smart they've been in the draft. Guess who shows up for no reason at all to get his grandstanding and hot-dogging in? You, man. Just so much talk about the, the Dolphins. And then they had a chance at number three to say, we can take another quarterback. We can roll the dice again. But no, they didn't. And now what? I mean, Miami is 26th in the power rankings. And that might be optimistic. Now, flip side of that, they could have taken a chance with that third pick and drafted Trey Lance, and now they've got Trey Lance and Tua, and there's no good solution. Well, I don't. first of all, I don't think many other people would have taken Trey Lance at three. I think Mac Jones, maybe. Okay. But, um, I listen, when they write... Uh, this upsets McKenzie. But, oh, <laughs> earmuffs, McKenzie, earmuffs. <laughs> Cousin Kyle, he's upset. But what I would say is this, is it strikes me that when the story is written about how that pick happened, remember, Adam Schefter does not get stuff wrong very often, does he? No. Okay. He comes out and says what he said, which was, Mac Jones is going to be the pick. And then weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks went by. And then they picked Trey Lance. But the interesting thing is they never said who was they, – they really were very evasive when talking about the process. But then this is the key. About mm, three weeks ago, Schefter came out again and re-reported it and said, yes, that was who they had lined up, Mac Jones. Schefter doesn't double hey, – even if he – hey, he makes mistakes. Everyone does. He gets misled. But do you double down if you think you're misled? You brush it under the carpet, hope no one ever thinks about it again. Yeah, you don't want to draw attention to it, right? So, latest update, 19-mile-an-hour winds in Cleveland. AJ, what, what, what weather report? Are you, do you got your like fing, do you like lick your finger and no. put it out and wonder where I, it's, I read it today before the podcast because Fez and I talked about it on our podcast that we did earlier today. And don't let listen, Fez loves these these uh, red herrings on these games. He'll go down to if it's going to be like one time last year it was fifty eight degrees and he was saying it was going to be too cold for people. <laughs> I mean, like it was going to affect them. So sometimes you got to be careful. One thing that is important that I just got an update on is the the practice reports for this Cardinals uh, Browns game. Some serious concerns, maybe on on both sides. We talked about the the Cardinal sides. Kyler Murray again limited in practice mm-hmm. today. These are the DNPs for the Browns: Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett, Kareem Hunt, Jadavian Clowney. None of them participated in practice today. Clowney's hurt. Yes. No way. He's not 100%. That's <laughs> if you can crazy. believe it. Last thing about these teams is if you look at the distance point-wise between the number three team, I've got Baltimore, and the number eight team, Dallas, it's seven-tenths of a point. So there's Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Then there's about two points. And then there's a cluster. Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas. That's the tiers. 
Which team other than those eight? Go ahead. The Chargers. All right. The Chargers are a team that can win the Super Bowl in your mind. Yes. Any other team that's so you got nine teams. Is there any of these teams that can't win the Super Bowl? Tampa, Buffalo, Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas. I think Cleveland's the only other team I would put in there that can win the Super Bowl. Okay. So you say yes to Cleveland. No to the rest of the league. No to the, or no to the Saints, no to Seattle, no to San Francisco, no to Minnesota. Those are the better teams. Yes. No no to New England, no to Tennessee. Yes. Okay. So you've got the Big Eight, Cleveland, and the Chargers. So you've got 10 of the 32. It's funny. Fez gave McKenzie eight to one odds. McKenzie asked for the field. Those 10 versus the field today. Wait a minute. It was those exact 10? Those exact 10. Because it's the top 10 in Fezzik's power rankings. He said there's a line. These are the teams who can win it. These are the teams who can't. McKenzie asked, what were the odds on the field? Fezzik offered him 8-1. to McKenzie said, will you do a grand? Fezzik said, yes. And McKenzie said, I'll have to do some thinking on it. Yep. See, I, I don't like that at all. No, I, I might jumped for, in for 20 bucks. I might, I might force him to bet the grand. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like that. Like if you are, if you ask someone, hey, do you have an appetite for something? If they say yes, you've got to take it. That's what I told him. I was like, if you said, right. would you do a hundred on it? Okay, but you just come out with well, a grand. Whatever he said. Once he gets the yes, it's a bet. All right, I'm going to make a decision on this in the next minute or two. First, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. All right, let's set this up. So. There's 10 teams that Fezzik believes have the re- a reasonable chance to win the title. It's the big eight we've been talking about with the Chargers and the Browns. Now, McKenzie, who fancies himself a gambler. I like to have a little something going every day. Maybe nothing big, but a little daily recreation don't hurt anybody. And he says, will you take a thousand? And Fezzik instantly says, yes. And then he just freezes and goes, uh, 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 uh. I have to call my mommy. See if my, are you going to call your mom? No, I, I thought the whole time that I was going to have a day to, to think about it, run some numbers. But why would you ask? Yeah. Why would you ask about his appetite for? Because I think it would be so fun. It's something. It'd be something okay, I want to so make money on. Do you, but here's the thing. <laughs> I've I've never seen I've never done that. I, you've been here what two years now, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen me say, "Oh, how much will you take?" In the fifty-three and weeks I've been here, I have not. No. Fifty-three. Yeah, or double that. Two, <laughs> year, two years in a week. Hundred and five. He's shook up right Gotta now. Run the numbers. Yeah. All right. How's this sound? I'm gonna uh, two hundred dollar minimum. He's got to take. Done. All right, so I mean, I, it's just I don't like shenanigans. I mean, <laughs> listen, the other shows can talk about, oh, we got this bad or that bad or whatever, you know, stuff they're putting on the screen and making game show noises. We bet here, cold cash over hot takes. By fiat, I've made a decision. No, no fugazis here. What do you think of that? AJ? I love it. Is the is the other eight hundred coming or not, McKinsey? Well, we'll give them till to, the we'll numbers. give them, we'll okay. give them till tomorrow <laughs> to decide. But just one more thing about but, well, Fez said that number might eight to one might not be good tomorrow. Oh, look how he's trying to bait him in. But. <laughs> how do you know it's a fugazi? It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a fugazi is. I mean, Mackenzie, that that's not good. <laughs> but now, listen, now he's got the two hundred, and give him credit, he acted like he wanted it. He did. So sixteen hundred, 
he wins for 200 if someone other than Tampa, Buffalo, Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas, Cleveland, and the Chargers. Who are you hoping for, buddy? San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back. <laughs> you knew what his answer was before you asked the you question. Know, I was hoping not. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to finally look at the Bears and the other big games, including college football. You can have an early best bet. I can have a best bet, yeah. Let's do it. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In case you missed it last night, the Atlanta Braves finished off the Milwaukee Brewers. Who they'll play next, that will be decided tomorrow night. The San Francisco Giants slight favorites hosting the L.A. Dodgers. Logan Webb and Julio Urias will pitch tomorrow night in a deciding Game 5. You sound like a professional. Look at me. Damn. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Cincinnati, or the Cincinnati, the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. And historically, the Packers just so own the, the line series. In this game? The, the current line is four and a half Packers. Aaron Rodgers' numbers against the Packers or against the Bears historically are ridiculous. Well, he's against the Packers sometimes. Sometimes he, this, you know, this I year think, against I think the, the compliment threw you. You t- take it a couple, did, yeah. take a couple breaths. Come on, save that for after the show. Well, you know, I yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I I mean, I know you don't give compliments, but I tend to when I feel them. Your hair looks nice today, RJ. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas. That's AJ Hoffman, failed comedian. I'm RJ Bell. It was funny. I <laughs> I knew him for a couple weeks. He didn't make me laugh one time. And then he told me he used to be a comedian. I'm like, huh? But but he he, he you know, he's good at football handicapping, especially college, which we're gonna get to in a minute. But as you said, and I was skeptical, right? Mackenzie was quoting, since 1916, the Bears were this, and, and, and Green Bay was that, and Green Bay was dominant. And then it was said, since Mike Ditka was coach. And it's like, what? And then, then they said, well, since Aaron Rodgers was playing, it's like, okay, I can start to see that. But here's the rationale. And Mackenzie grew up in Chicago. The rationale is, this is... A gigantic game for Green Bay. This is their rivalry. And for Chicago, not as much. And when you have that disparity, the team that's more motivated tends to do well. It's funny that that's the case because typically when there's a one-sided rivalry, it's the the lesser franchise believes more in the rivalry than the greater franchise. And I don't think there's any question who the greater of those two franchises is. It take well, yeah, that's true. I mean, Lombardi Trophy, but like Indiana thinks Ohio State's a big rival. Ohio State doesn't even know Indiana plays football. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Michigan, same kind of thing, but. I mean, listen, Indiana's won more than Michigan, I think, right? Against <laughs> Ohio State. All right. <laughs> I mean, listen, we got nothing against the Harbaugh's. I mean, some people do, we don't. He smells. He looks like he smells. I'm not saying he smells. Mackenzie, why, who is then, in your mind, the biggest Bears rival, if it's not Green Bay? 
probably themselves. It's just a city that likes to talk probably about their, their coach and their quarterback. They don't think about they don't think about their rivals as much as complaining about the other teams. Tell me something else about your life. Yada yada yada. <laughs> I had to turn his mic off. He's I went, done. I wanted it. Yeah, he's done for the show. Only meta. They're having this Zen battle against themselves. Maybe they should be worried about their quarterback, though. He has played better. Justin Fields now injured. Uh, looks like he's a go for the game. Obviously, against the Browns, they were horrible, and Fields was as bad as you can get. What do you think of his evolution since? I mean, it, it's he's certainly gotten better. The, the, everyone knows that the future so from the worst ever from, from his one net yard, he's gotten better. Yeah. So tell us something we don't know. I don't. I don't know what to think of him yet. I, I mean, we haven't. Obviously, the the ceiling on him seems to be high. The confidence around the football team seems higher. Like the, the the his teammates seem to believe in him more than they did Andy Dalton. But believing in your teammates when you're not a great football team doesn't make you a great football team. And I think right now the well, Packers are. I don't think great's the question, right? The question is, could they maybe battle for a wild card? Could the Bears maybe be in that battle? That's the question. I would say no. Okay, so. Here's the stat that makes me think maybe we're wrong. Now, if we look at EPA, that's an efficiency stat. That's all you need to know. And you hear it a lot. And that's what like QBR is based on EPA. Expect the points added. And if you look at, you can eliminate plays in garbage time. Well, something I like to do is, because I believe that when the games are tight, tight, beginning of the game, when it's tied, when it's tied late, that teams that are the best play the best then mostly that's when they shine right in the times with the highest leverage when the stakes are highest if you look and say how does a team do overall the entire game versus when their chance of winning is between 30 percent and 70 percent so we're taking the middle uh 40 right and saying the middle 40 percent of if it's a tight game so it's not extreme either way most teams do pretty much how they do typically. There's only a couple teams that vary significantly. And one of the teams, in fact, the team that varies the very most is the Chicago Bears. They are three and a half points better when, per game in the minutes when it's a tight game. So they're, if, if all there was, if all there was was that time the Bears would be, let's see here, 4.2. Now, this sounds shocking. The Bears would be the third best team in the NFL. (laughs) Think about that. Well, actually fourth. So in the middle 40%, the Bears are the fourth best team in the NFL when the chance of winning the game is between 30% and 70%. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. We got about a minute is, what do you think about Oklahoma in this quarterback situation? This is a wild situation. I've never seen anything like this. The preseason Heisman favorite potentially being benched uh, and was benched at the end of the Texas game. Caleb Williams, the the freshman, came back and won that game for Oklahoma. I mean, they were down, what, 18? 19 points. Uh And now there's a real question of who's going to start. There's a real question of is Spencer Rattler going to stay at Oklahoma? This is a guy who was talked about as a top draft pick coming into this season. Not really looking like the case right now. It makes me wonder. 
if he knew he was a Fugazi, if he knew that he wasn't a first-round draft choice, is he tempted to like say his back hurts? If he, because he could come out after this year, right? Yes. If he, if he went on the shelf with his bad back and quit playing after like the third game, he he goes top ten, right? Top twelve. That scares me though, because now people question his back. That's what I'm saying. But it's too late. It's too freaking late. We'll talk more about this because the people I know, and, and you're one of them, Williams is so much better. Yeah, if you missed any of today's show, including some deep dives into some of the week's biggest games, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're straight out of Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Sound like a pro. Straight out of Vegas!